Welcome to the Human Size Leader Podcast. I'm Zach. And I'm Crystal. And today we're going to talk about embracing our emotional capacity. And boundaries. Yeah, we have. <laughs> and boundaries. Yeah, I think this is one of those areas that a lot of times for me, I don't know where my uh, emptiness or fullness is with, with yeah. that until I, uh, oops. <laughs> yeah. And be messy and spill all over someone, whether that's in anger or sadness for me. Or for me, it's accepting like what things I really struggle with, like triggers, you know, the, I love that word. It's so overused, like what triggers me. But there are things that, and people and relationships and scenarios within, within relationships that I don't want to react to, but it is something that I can't help but emotionally feel anxiety or an emotional reaction rise. And it's hard to, I feel so much like I should be able to control that. And sometimes that's because there's an unhealed situation or whatnot. And there's some like subjects, value, violations, things like that, that are just a trigger. Um, And I think it's really valuable to understand that and accept it, work on it as you can. But there's certain relationships too. Well, I guess I'll propose this to you, Zach, as a question. Um, Is there certain relationships that we have to be careful to know where our boundaries are of what we can health in a healthy way interact with certain subjects in those relationships. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I just had a conversation with someone this morning before this podcast where I I realized a pattern. So I think that's one of the ways we can recognize like there's people I love and respect that certain subjects get brought up and I become more reactive about it because and I'm realizing it there's some wounding and some wrong lenses and stuff. So I do think certain people like family members or from our childhood, a lot of times, those we need to be hyper aware, like, yeah, and it's okay. I think one of the things I know this wasn't what you asked, Crystal, but one of the things I'm realizing is like, it feels really bad for me mm-hmm. that I can't be there for someone I love in the way they're wanting me to. But I've realized I'm causing more damage by by trying to be there for them in that way. When a, in a way that's not healthy for you or where you can't handle well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, just in my humanness, that's just an area that, yeah. you know, God probably needs to heal me in, and um, and it may or may not be inappropriate. I don't know. I haven't weighed that out yet. <laughs> <laughs> I know for me, it feels like like there's not enough closeness, like if you can't share everything. Like I've, I've always struggled with yeah. boundaries. I'll just start there. I've always struggled with boundaries for whatever reason of my life story and limitations. I struggle with limitations. So we were talking about buying a car this weekend. We did end up buying a car. And one of the factors that really stresses me out, if there's limitations, like if the car, like we're talking about electric car, like there's different limitations on how far you can go. Well, there's limitations on a gas car, but you just feel like you can always fill up anywhere. And even though 400 miles might be plenty for anything I'd ever do, I felt like there's a limit and that stresses me out. Like there's a, there's something that's going <laughs> to yeah eventually like close a door. Um, and I think that way sometimes with relationships, I feel have felt in the past, like this need to just be everything in that relationship where it needs to be everything that you should be able to talk about everything. You should be able to show up well in every situation in that relationship or it's not authentic, right. Or real. And that's not, that's not true. Boundaries are, we have limits. There are boundaries in relationships and I struggle with that guilt of having boundaries and not being able to be there, kind of like what you're saying, not being able to be there in every way you'd want to be, which goes into all kinds of other things now that I'm saying out loud of like trying to be the rescuer all the time, trying to be God, um, trying to be more than you have the capacity because there are things 
that for me, at least I'll say in an I statement type way that there are things that no matter how much I want to be okay with, they frustrate me. <laughs> there's certain subjects, there's certain <laughs> history with certain people, um, relationship wounds from our orientation of growing up together, things like that. Yeah, that's great self-awareness, Crystal. Like, But it's hard self-awareness. Uh-huh. Like, I don't know if you struggle with that, but it's like, I mean, what you said is incredible that you have that awareness about these different things. And the more I'm becoming aware myself, the harder it is almost. So like this realization of my limits and that it's boxing me in and it's like, oh, gross. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> or, yeah. or these, you know, and for me, one of the things that I'm just having to sit in and be okay is, you know, when I, I'm really finding my limits a lot better. Um, and one of the way, reasons I'm able to do that is in the past, I've put lipstick on the pig, so to speak, where I'm worried about their feelings. And really what's helping me find my limits is going, no, in this situation, I'm not. I'm actually consumed with how I'm perceived and received. Mm -hmm. And I can't get past that to be there for them in this way. And that's helped me to find, okay, that's, that's not something I emotionally can be there for someone because of that. Yeah. Well, and this whole anxiety work that we've been doing together really focuses and helps in this particular thing we're talking about because just not being able to be there for a person the way you want to, whether it be because your limitations or whatnot, like that is something that you don't have to be there for. Like you don't have to take care of. That's not your responsibility. That's that's their responsibility and God's not that you can't be as supportive as you can or worrying about how things are going between other people. That's what I struggle with. I realize mm -hmm. even maybe more than third space is that space between others. Like when I feel tension between other people, I want so badly to make that tension go away and everybody to be okay, which is really, I think, a false need for control of the environment uh -huh. to be fun, easygoing, I don't know, whatever. But like, it's that anxiety that drives that need to make everything okay, instead of being like, I've shown up the best I can, I've done my part, I've loved well, and being able to leave that rest of those spaces in God's hand and the other person and not be driven by anxiety is the key <laughs> to stepping away yeah. and accepting those emotional boundaries, which all comes back to those brave practices of not trying to make it okay when it's way beyond what you're going to make okay or in your purview. Yeah. Is purview a word? I've been using that recently. Yeah. Okay. I use yeah. words and then I'm like, I don't use that. And is that a word? Did I just make it up? But that's a weird I one. Purview. Loved, I would have loved if, uh, if you did make it up, but no, it's yeah. real. I, I wouldn't like to make that word up. I don't like the way it sounds. I don't even know why I used it. It's a weird <laughs> word. Okay. Anyway, go on. You'd have a fancier <laughs> word if it was yeah. one you made uh, up. It would sound better than that. It would be more hip. <laughs> than purview which sounds like davenport or something which do you know what a davenport is no it's a couch that's what people in olden days like the 50s call the couches oh boy yeah i don't even remember uh <laughs> my mom moved from missouri to iowa and whatever they called couch the word they had for it in missouri was not the same okay. in iowa and uh she was totally wrecked in grade school so mom if oh, you're listening yeah. I'm sorry we opened that wound. <laughs> Rocked her world. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Noticing, you know, I think as we do the work and become more aware of our boundaries, so like what we're talking about with this emotional health, I have can come with the feeling of like, it was better before I discovered this. I could do more. Mm -hmm. I could handle my feelings. And 
I can almost fall into that trap like of romanticizing mm-hmm. what my life was before this work. And so <laughs> if you're listening to this and you're doing work and you might find yourself in the same place, something that's been helping me is to go, no, I wasn't happier. Maybe I wasn't spilling out my tears or recognizing my limits. I was just angrier walking around stuffing it. Yeah. Um, for me personally, that's that's one of the things that helps me to continue to do the brave practice of limits and knowing where my emotional tank is and monitoring that. Yeah, I could, I've seen, definitely seen, I, I relate with the being like, uh, it was nice to be ignorant at times, yeah. but it's been like two, two and a half years, two to two and a half years since I started working on this and people around me, some people around me have as well. And it's, um, I think I'm just now starting to see some like really deep payoff of being able to peacefully like come out of a situation that have gone connected well, even in disagreements or even, um, or being able to sit for me, a big win has been able, being able to sit and not do those things out of anxiety, not trying to be more than I am. And then seeing people, um, open up in different ways or being able to walk through things with people in a more healthy role of, of supporting and then them going and doing the work. And, um, but yeah, ignorance is nice too, but there was a lot more anxiety and drama that I would never want to go back to. And when I say anxiety, I want to use a different word. Anxiety is what we are always dealing with. I think stress is what I would say, like unresolved, Mm -hmm. like unresolved stuff. I just couldn't grasp. Like, why is this so stressful? Why is this so tense? Like, and then you dwell on it. And so it's been nice to get where we're at, but back to that relationship piece or the emotional capacity, I think it's still hard to accept some of those limitations, especially in certain relationships, you know, like um, we talked about in the community thing with Heather. That was the episode that we did, an episode back or so, if you're listening consecutively. And you're talking about when you grow in leadership, sometimes your relationships change. And that's mm-hmm. been a hard thing for me is like, as I've grown in leadership, my peers have been often the people I work with are my friends and certain things I can't process with them. And honestly, there's some things they can't process well with me when it comes to work because um, our relationship orientation, our authority levels and, and different things, and it may stress them out, you know, or it may bring something to the table in my work that they don't want to, <laughs> and they just want to vent. Um, and that that's really hard to have those limitations, but there is a healthy space for that. Yeah. And I mean, that's why we named our podcast, what we named it, right, is that mm-hmm. that we have limits and I try to rebel against those and then it ends yeah. poorly. So like here, if I would have just said, if I would have known before um, the conversation that I had with a loved one, if, hey, this is a trigger for me, it would have saved me so much effort. Like I didn't sleep well last night. I mm-hmm. agonized over the pain that I caused in my reaction. And so I think sometimes we don't weigh out that cost, right? When we're yeah. teaching those around. And and uh, what's cool, by the way, just to give you hope if you haven't done this before, like I had the conversation with someone saying, I want to be there, but I'm realizing this area is a trigger. Mm-hmm. And it just, it's not because of, you're, you're not doing anything wrong in that moment. I just can't handle it. Yeah. We had a great conversation and now have a play for the future of going, if we wander into that part of the conversation, we can just go, oh, remember, this is an area that's, that I, I just can't be there for you, even though I want to be. Or even just and, voicing that so they can say yeah. they know, like, when when you start yeah. to get reactive or whatever. Well, what's cool is in this particular situation, the person said, like, you're right. And I thought afterwards I was asking you to be what the Holy Spirit should be. 
And so yeah. like, even in that, it, it helps the other person to really examine, am I putting a weight on someone that they don't need or want? Kind of like that person, like you're my best and only friend. That is too much pressure. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. That's a lot of pressure. <laughs> the best is okay. The only is concerning. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> so with that, I think I just want to say on the baseline, even just most situations, unless it's very unhealthy, you can vocalize to the other person. Like when you realize this, that this is a difficult subject for me. I'm trying, but it's difficult just so you know. And then you can go as far as you feel comfortable. It sounds like in your your situation, you're able to say this is a trigger. So I don't know if we we can, how well this conversation will go when we have it. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And if you, like you're saying, Chris, if you try to have that conversation and you can't even say, set a boundary of where you and other began, yeah. that's an unhealthy relationship, which it's good just to acknowledge that. And then yeah. you can move forward in that area. It doesn't mean you throw it out, but it's like, no, that's, that's an area of unhealth. Like you yeah. are allowed, if you're listening, you are allowed to set a boundary of what you're able to receive and not. That is a healthy thing. Absolutely. And in a healthier relationship, press into the do-overs. If you see yourself, you know, getting reactive to a certain thing that you know is a trigger, you know, always have that reset as an option if you feel like you can say that to the person. Yeah. And remember, you need a reset because like we say every week, you're going to fail in this. Just fail forward. You got this. We appreciate you being with us this week on the Human Size Podcast. Next time, Zach and Chris will talk about just asking the question. Want to know what's going on with the other person? Stop trying to get into their head and just ask the question. Now go have a great week.